Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the 11th chapter, this great chapter that is literally prophesying and foretelling the kings of the north and the kings of the south. Remember, the man in the linen, the divine being right here is giving insight and understanding to Daniel. Remember, the kings of the north, the kings of the south are in relationship to Jerusalem. As we'll see in the verses today, the beautiful land. So you have a king's kingdoms north of there. You have king's kingdom south of there. Primarily, it will be speaking of the king of the south will be Egypt. The king of the north will be Syria. Primarily, okay? Now, something that's really amazing about all this is that when you think about it, uh, the Jewish rabbis knew this text. Okay? They knew the book of Daniel. And let's just say the, uh, the religious leadership, the rabbis, the uh, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, the scribes um, of Jesus' time, they would have known the book of Daniel. They would have seen that certain elements of it, every, of this 11th chapter, everything we've covered up to this point in time, they could have pointed to and say, hey, this has been fulfilled. <laughs> this happened here. This happened there. You know, they had insight. They had some understanding. Now, as we'll see at the end of the book, the book was sealed up. Okay, the book was sealed up. The idea behind that being that uh, it wouldn't have complete, total, easy understanding outside of what God might reveal, okay? But in the last days, that people would understand it better. But they would have seen these things, and they would have known these things, and at least they would have wondered about these things, if not been able to point to actual historical events. So let's pick up verse 14 where we left off in the previous episode of Daniel 11. It says this, now, in those times, many will rise up against the king of the south. So it's talking about many rising up against king of the south. The violent ones among your people will also lift themselves up in order to fulfill the vision, but they will fall down. So there's going to be violent ones among Daniel's people, among the Jewish people, that will seek to do some things against the king of the south, but they're going to fail. Then verse 15, then the king of the north will come cast up a siege ramp and capture a well-fortified city. And the forces of the South will not stand their ground, not even their choicest troops, for there will be no strength to make a stand. So we're learning some things right here. Okay, Remember from Daniel's perspective, this is all yet future. Okay, That the forces of the South were not going to be able to stand firm. Well, why, why is that? Well, it says that they had no strength to stand, even the choicest troops. <laughs> well, why did they have no strength to stand? Well, it says that they cast up a siege ramp. Aha, what's a siege ramp? Well, when you besiege a city, uh, the cities always had walls around them, right? The armies would camp around the wall, and they would cut off supplies. And these armies were more than willing to sit there for years and years and years. So a city like Jerusalem, Jerusalem had a water source uh, from within the city, though it was actually from outside the city. There had been a tunnel that had been dug to where they could access water, so they had water. 
But no matter how much food you had, there would come a time when the food would run out. Correct? And so they would build these, uh, they would besiege the city, but then they would build a siege ramp. And so they would just start building and start building. They'd start building a, a ramp. Sometimes out of wood, sometimes of wood and earth. In these cases, probably earthen ramps. And it might take them months, might take them years to build a ramp that would go from ground level just up over the wall to where they can march right in and over the wall. And by the time they get that ramp done, the people are in there are starving of lack of nourishment. They have no strength. And, you know, when you're inside a city like that, you can see this happening. You can see day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year of them building a ramp, knowing that your end is coming and there's nothing you can do. Okay, we continue verse 16. But he who comes against him will do as he pleases and no one will be able to withstand him. He will stay for some time in the beautiful land with destruction in his hand. So this king of the north that comes against the south here and, and builds this siege ramp and does all this, he's actually going to spend a period of time in the beautiful land. The beautiful land is the holy land. It's in the land of the Lord. He'll spend some time there with destruction in his hand. So he's from the north. He's destroying the south. He'll actually do some destruction there in the beautiful land. Verse 17. He will set his face to come with the power of his whole kingdom, bringing with him a proposal of peace which he will put into effect. He will also give him the daughter of women to ruin it, but she will not take a stand for him or be on his side. And so that's sort of an interesting thing right there. What happens is one of these kings, and I don't know which one it is here. I've lost track now. I think it's the king of the north. <clears throat> will sue for uh, uh, peace, or it may be the king of the south. I don't know. Uh, but, Part of the deal that we've seen before is that they would give one of their daughters to the opposing king for a wife, and that this king does this, and he does it to ruin the proposal of peace. In other words, to be subversive. Turns out that she doesn't stay with daddy. She takes her stand with her husband, with the other king. Verse 18, then he will turn his face to the coastlands and capture many, but a commander will put a stop to his scorn against him. Moreover, he will repay him for his scorn. So he will turn his face toward the fortresses of his own land, but he will stumble and fall and will be found no more. So, you know, that's a pretty precise explanation of the verses. Was it 15 through 19? And apparently it's about one king, the king of the north coming against the king of the south. And what will happen with him? The siege ramp. Capturing that well-fortified city, uh, capturing the forces of the south because they can't stand anymore, hanging out in the beautiful Holy Land. So I think that probably is the king of the north. Uh, it says, he will set his face to come with power, uh, with the power of his whole kingdom. So he does some things here and suing for peace with other portions. Turns his face toward the coastlands. The coastlands were always a problem. It's where the Philistines lived and some other people grew. And he captures many, but he winds up getting stopped there. He winds up paying for that. And then he turns his fate, his fortresses back to his own land. In other words, building up his own stuff instead of going all these other things. And he stumbles. And he falls. And he's found no more. It means he dies. I don't know if that literally means that he trips one day and he falls, has a head injury. 
or more than likely something through political intrigue, okay? Again, chapter 11 of Daniel. Daniel being told what is yet to come, what the vision is about, that it is true. Amazing things, folks. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.